We always try to have Anniversary Sunday, a special day. Uh, if you remember last year, we had the Jolly String Quartet come by, and we've done different things. Uh, and, of course, I, uh, <clears throat> several years ago, uh, I wrote almost a 100 letters to pastors around the country to try to get Lulu some work. And uh, that didn't turn out that great. But something happened because now she's so busy we never see her. Um, but I checked with with them a few uh, week or th- two or three weeks ago. I guess I don't remember now. And about today, and fortunately, she was in town this weekend and able to come. Um, a lot of it, I, sometimes I assume too much, and I'm not going to assume anything. Uh, because sometimes I say Lulu Roman and somebody said, they, I get that glassy look of the eye and then I say Lulu Roman. Oh, love that woman. And so I'm just going to read you from her webpage. Okay. Well, okay. Well, she says she don't, it's, it's all good, Lou. Uh, this is just a little blurb about her history and then I will say something else about that. Probably her claim to fame was from 1968 to 1995. She was a regular cast member of Hee Haw, syndicated television show. 1980, this is what I didn't know until I saw it. Was it in here about Ronald Reagan? I read it, but anyway, guest performer at the inauguration celebration of President Ronald Reagan in 1980. She was 13 when she did that. Um, 1985. Uh, she was the Gospel Music Association Dove Award winner for the project You Were Loving Me. That's not the one you did with Russ Taff, is it? Okay. Okay. 1992 to 1995, she performed on Hee Haw Live at the Roy A. Cup Theater, which sadly was destroyed with the flood. Uh, 1999, she was inducted into the Country Music Gospel Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. In 1999, she was a cast member of the Gaither Homecoming video series. You might have seen her on that. 2001, there was a guest appearance on Touched by an Angel TV show in their final season. I saw that episode. I saw Lou go over the side of a cliff on a bus. And yet here she sits. 2002, she was the Gospel Music Association Dove Award nominee for Country Gospel Album of the Year. 2007, Southern Gospel Music Fanfare nominee for Naomi Sego Living Legend Award. If you don't, if you're not familiar with Southern Gospel music, then you might not know who Naomi Sego is, but I do. I grew up listening to the Sego brothers and Naomi. Um, by the way, she and, uh, Lou and, and Naomi Sego and Dottie Rambo performed for a while as the, go- the golden girls of gospel music. And uh, sadly enough, they were on their way to that when Dottie's bus crashed. Lulu went on that day without her. Was was Naomi there? Yeah. It was a difficult day. 2008, Diamond Award winner, J.D. Sumner. Again, you don't know Southern Gospel. J.D. Sumner was the the bass singer of the Stamps Quartet. Uh, J.D. Sumner Living Legend Award. They also backed up Elvis for a while. 2008, we can call her Dr. Lou because it's, she received her doctorate of sacred music from North Carolina College of Theology. And then in 2008, she was inducted into the Christian Music Hall of Fame. Uh, 
And let me just recommend, and we have a table out in the foyer. Uh, let me first of all recommend her recently released biography, autobiography. This is my story. This is my song. She stole those words from Fanny Crosby, but that's all right. Um, my wife and I have both read this book. As a matter of fact, my wife cried her way through it. It's a great story. About years ago, I was in the hospital room with Lou. She read me part of this book on her laptop, and I said, you got to get that published. And finally, she did. Uh, and so those, she has they have a number of copies of these out front, and I would highly recommend you get it. It's an it's a good read. It's an easy read. And I learned a lot of stuff that I didn't know about Lou as long as I've known her from reading this book. Uh, probably the best thing you can say about Lulu is <clears throat> a few months ago, uh, I was I was invited by them to come and, and uh, sit in a room while Mike Huckabee interviewed Lulu for his TV show that's on TBN. And um, Governor Huckabee asked her, he was, she was telling him her story, and he said, where did it all change? And she, without batting an eye, she said, when I met Jesus. When I met Jesus and he became my Savior, that's when it all changed. So, uh, Lou, come come sing for us. Let's welcome Lulu Roman. And by the way, while she's coming, there's also CDs out there on that table uh, that you can get of her music and take it home with you. So I feel like I should get a box of Red Hots. <laughs> At the Orphan Song, if you did something good, you got a box of Red Hots. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. I do. And you know, this is my church. It is. Uh, and I stay away a lot, y'all. I do. Uh, I never dreamed I'd be, <laughs> uh, three quarters of a century old and still be out. Uh, and still getting to be out there, uh, ministering. And you know what? Wow. God's just as powerful now as he's ever been. And me just sitting around talking to people, telling people. You know, I love now to let people ask me questions because I really get to to tell of personal experiences of how the Lord has really, you know, worked in my life. Let me scoot up here so everybody can see. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> Uh, thank you all. Uh, Larry, I love you. Truly, deeply, madly, okay? Is that alright, Annie? Where is she? <laughs> okay. Um, and I love you guys. I do. And I thank you for uplifting me in prayer and keeping me, uh, out there on that road safe. And, uh, I'm going to get Killed for this. Just smile, okay? Uh, I just want to publicly acknowledge Kim 
uh, we're fixing to change her name to Roman. We are. She's my daughter. She might as well be, you know. Uh, Kim in the back over there, y'all. Kim is my, uh, <laughs> personal assistant. Um, boy, I want to tell you what, honey. When God passed out blessings, he put his finger on this one for me. He did. Uh, I almost literally don't have to do anything. She will not let me do anything, y'all. This child takes care of me. She does. And I'm so thankful for her. I'm just absolutely stupid. I am. <laughs> so I love you, Miss Kim. Thank you. Um, I'm going to sing a little bit and... um I guess whatever the Lord wants me to do, if you have questions or whatever, ask me to, I'll answer them. <laughs> so I have a list here, hon. Oh! I didn't know it was that big. I guess I better shut up and sing, huh? Um, how many of you have not, okay, have not heard my story, my testimony? Look at this, Larry. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. He said, I'll sell a lot of books. <laughs> well, um, I was born in a home for unwed mothers um, in a little town outside of Dallas. And shortly after that, I was conveniently dropped off in an orphan zone. So I'm an orphan, y'all. I am. And that's what this whole thing about uh, this first song is. Uh, I heard Amy Lou Harris sing this one time, and I thought, oh. Oh, boy, am I fixing to steal something off of you. And I did, and it worked. <laughs> and uh, this is called Orphan Girl. Let's see if I can stand up. Without falling on my face. <laughs> I am an orphan on God's highway. But I'll share my trouble. If you go my way, I have no mother, no father, no sister, no brother. I am an orphan girl. I have had friendships. But the ties of kinship, I have not known them. I've known no mother, no father, no Calls me, I will be able to meet my family at God's table. I'll meet 
Did I bring some sweet tea up here with me? I did. Thank you, honey. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's more important than sweet tea is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the one. I did a little song on hee-haw. Fifty years ago. <laughs> wow. And when I finished, there's a little fellow named Aiko sitting off to the side. And, you know, he kind of shuffled a little, you know. And he shuffled over to me. I used to tell people that's the way he walked or he ran. <coughs> Excuse me, but he came and he said, oh, Miss Lulu, he said, that's the prettiest song I've ever heard. And I said, thank you, Roy. I said, I think it's kind of catchy. And he said, you you reckon I could sing that song? And I said, sweetheart, your name is Roy Acuff. <laughs> I said, I reckon you could sing any song you wanted to. <laughs> well, he'd come in, uh, Miss Minnie had come in the week previous, and she was weeping and everybody in the whole studio was truly upset trying to figure out what was wrong with her of course nobody said a word to her but me <laughs> so I snuck in there and I said what's going on honey she said oh nothing I'll be alright I said you don't look alright what's going on she said oh she said I've been on that Grand Ole Opry stage for Almost 50 years now. And she said, I know I've had a lot of pictures taken with me and Roy Acuff. But she said, I never got one. And she said, he just came up and gave me an 8 by 10 color picture of him. And he wrote on it to my friend, Miss Minnie, I love you. And it touched her heart so much that she was just weeping, you know. And... um <laughs> I'm trying to think where I was going with this. <laughs> oh, Lord, it's showing up on me. <laughs> anyway, um, Kim, if you can think of what I was trying to say, let me know. Uh, <laughs> um, Roy had come in and um, sing me, see that little song. And um, when he asked, if that's what it was, when he asked, um, 
if he could sing that song, I said, I'll tell you what, I said, I'll make a deal with you. I said, you give me <coughs> an 8 by 10 color picture with your autograph on it. And I said, I'll give you that song, honey. <laughs> so needless to say, I would have given it to him for nothing, you know. <laughs> but here he come the next day, shuffling in. Boy, he had a manila envelope with him. <laughs> and the next thing we knew, uh, he sang that little song on Hee Haw. And then I got to sing it on Hee Haw with him. And then he sang it on the Grand Ole Opry stage. And then I got to sing it on the Grand Ole Opry stage with him. And this is one of those little songs that just kind of sticks with you. It does. It was written by a fellow named Larry Lee. Okay, and it wasn't the Larry Lee that was from Dallas. It's another guy. I want to say it was from Tennessee. But this is what I call country gospel. And if you haven't heard it, it's called That's the Man I'm Looking For. If you see a man in sandals, send him down my way, cause he might be my master. He's coming back someday. If you see a man in white, that's like no one you've seen before, won't you let me know? Cause that's the man I'm looking for And if you can remember Ask him what's his name And if he tells you Jesus Just say we're so glad you came Tell him you know someone Then send him on to me Cause that's the man I'm looking for If you see a man that's With a love glow on his face Hey, turn him down my street So he can find my place And if his hands are scarred No, please don't shut your door You just send him on to me Cause that's the man I'm looking for And if you can remember Ask him what's his name And if he tells you Jesus Just say we're so glad you came Tell him Calls him Lord 
naked boy If you see a man called Jesus Well that's the man I'm looking for Thank you Mercy. This next song is just one of my very favorites in all the world. I hope I can remember it. <laughs> I'm singing it well. <laughs> I am a natural born thief. Okay? When it comes to Emmy Lou Harris. Okay? I'll steal anything she's ever done. <laughs> Uh, I love Emmy Lou Harris, and uh, this is one she did years ago.
I've had many, 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 many people ask me what my favorite song is, and it's hard to tell when you have so many of them that have dripped life into your spirit. Okay. And I think this is one of them that's done it for all of us. I do. If you'd like to sing along. Amazing grace, how sweet, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once, I once was lost, oh, but now I am was so blind, but now I see, and it was grace that taught this old heart to fear, and don't you know it's grace that Did that grace appear the hour I first believed? And when we've been there ten thousand years, bright shining as the
Thank you, guys. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Um, I'm a... Uh, some of you may not know this. <laughs> I was a hippie kid in the 60s and 70s. And so my choice for music was a little different than most people. <laughs> and I had some heroes that were not other people's heroes. Uh, and I loved music, back then even. And the first time I heard this song uh, was right after... I can't put a date on it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I remember thinking to myself, somebody should sing that to Jesus. And I waited. <laughs> and I waited. And nobody ever did. So I decided I would. Here it is. Oh. 
several experiences in my life y'all that have you ever had somebody that you was a good friend and you had a conversation with them maybe and and at one point they said something or did something and you told them you know I'd really like to talk to you about that or get with you about that you know we'll do that later and uh, <clears throat> years have flown by <laughs> That's what happened to me with this next song. Uh, I have a good friend. He's a writer. Uh, knew him years and years and years ago. And we used to do cruise ships together. And one time we were doing a cruise to Cancun or something, you know. He said, I've written a song for you. And I said, really? And he said, yeah. And I said, well... Hold on to that for me, okay? And he said, I will. And we did our cruise and went our ways. And 20 years later, <laughs> I ran into him over here out next to Grand Ole Opry over there by Shoney's, you know, last year. He said, I've still got it. And I said, you have? And he said, yep. And I said, what have you got? <laughs> he said, I got that song I told you I'd hold for you. And I said, huh? <laughs> he said, remember the last time I saw you? Told you I had a song you told me to hold on to? And he said, I did. 20 years. So he pulled out this little uh, CD, and he said, here, <laughs> go listen to it. So I sat down and stuck it in my CD player and just fell to pieces. And I thought, oh, Jesus, did I miss you? And the Spirit of the Lord said, no, you didn't. This was for such a time. So I'm going to try to sing this little song for you. I love this little song. And um, we've had a good laugh about this a time or two. <laughs> uh, and it's called Thank You. <laughs> I didn't come to talk about the weather. Though you poured out the rain Make the sun to shine again I didn't come to talk About forgiveness Though you're the one Who washed away my sin 
didn't come to make known my petition Though you've always been right here to meet my need I guess I felt the need to thank you Being who you are And watching over me And I just want to thank you I just want to praise you I just want to sit here For a while And look Into your face I just want to worship I just want to glorify your name I just want to thank you For your amazing grace Don't know why you love me After all I've done to you I just want to thank you For your love for me so true I just want to thank you I just want to praise I just want to sit here for a while And look into your face I just want to worship I just want to glorify your name I just want to thank you for your amazing grace. I just want to thank you, Lord, for your amazing Thank you so much, Pastor Larry. I love you so much, and thank you for allowing me just to sing my heart. It's what I love to do most. Remember, as a little girl, I heard this one years and years ago. And I thought to myself, even before I really asked Jesus to come into my heart, one of these days I'm going to sing. And I heard some people sing it, and I thought, what in these days I'm going to sing that song. So we're going to make an effort at this and say thank you all for listening to me and tell you I love you and I appreciate you so much.
precious Lord, take my hand, lead me on, let me stand, I am tired, I am weak, Lord I am worn, through the storm, through the night, lead me on to the light, take my Precious Lord, and lead me home. My life grows dream. Precious Lord, linger near. When my life, when my life is almost gone. Take my hand, precious Lord, and lead me home. The night draws near, and the day is past. It's past and gone At the river I stand Oh, guide my feet Come hold my hand Take my hand Precious Lord And lead me home
If you would be seated just for a few minutes. If not, that's okay too. Don't don't make Kim have to pack up those books and CDs out there. There's three different CDs, so and one great book. Um, we always try to commemorate and celebrate uh, the founding of Abundant Life Church, which obviously in the early days was called the Mount Juliet Chapel of Love. I am so grateful. That when they moved here, they were had the foresight to change the name. But I, we'll always, all of us will always be grateful to Brother Will Fisher uh, for the for the beginning of this congregation, as I understand it, in their living room, and of course, ultimately moved to where Courtney's restaurant is today. And then moved here into this building in 1988. And I was, had lunch with Bill Bledsoe this week and he said he came, he and Deb came here in 1989. They've been here ever since. There are a number of you that have been here over 30 years, uh, including some who were on the stage earlier. Um, the Lord in, in, uh, describing his own character to Moses, said, I am slow to anger. I'm filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. This congregation during the past 36 years has had numerous opportunities to go away. Some of you lived through some of these things. I'm not going to get into the details, but this congregate, this church was actually bought back on the on the steps of the courthouse 25 years ago, I guess. From and that's a whole different story. But anyway, there's probably been at least four or five occasions that if the enemy would have had his way, there would be no abundant life church today. And yet here we are. And what that's a credit to is the faithfulness of God. A faithful God who, in times when this congregation needed him to step in, he did. In varying ways, in varying times, and in varying circumstances, this church would not be here if it wasn't for his being a faithful God. Which means he still has something for us to do. And of course that something is, generally speaking, rooted in Go and make disciples of all nations. And we endeavor to continue to do that. I'm grateful that um, some 22 years ago, my family and I walked in here. It, just, it doesn't seem like it's been 22 years. It seems like it's been 82. I mean, no, 12. No, I'm just kidding. 
It doesn't seem like it's been that long, but we did. We walked in here uh, ostensibly to help the situation, help someone, and and uh, and then one day somebody looked at me and said, "Hey, would you be our pastor?" I said, "Okay, I come out of retirement, I guess." That was 19 years ago. So longevity is a good thing. Um, the sad thing is, is when people in the community, someone just asked me the other day, we were down praying in front of the, the carafim, the abortion, whatever they call it. Of course, we were praying God remove that from our, that blight from our community. And a, a young pastor looked at me and said, how long have you been at Abundant Life Church? I said, 19, or soon to be 19 years. He said, oh my goodness. And that's the sad part. That when someone's pastored a church for 15, 17, 18, 19, 20, you know, it's an unusual thing. You know, most congregations say, Lord, you'll keep him humble. We'll keep him broke. (laughs) And attempt to run them off. It happens to all. Anyway, I don't want to get into that. I just want to say we're grateful. We're grateful. You want to say something? Come on up here. I just wanted to say how grateful this church is to have you as our pastor and Miss Ann as well. Um, because, you know, and I was telling you this morning, I've been to a lot of churches where they're judgmental and everything. This church is the most loving and onset fire for Jesus I've ever seen, and I love it. So we're so grateful uh, for your 19 years of being with Abundant Life Church, and we love you and your family very much. God bless y'all. Yeah, I guess it's okay for you to say that. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I tell people all the time that this is an easy group of people to pastor. Let's keep it that way. And along the way, we've gained two daughter-in-laws from this congregation. So one of them's here. I'd see Fallon walk in. Come on. I would tell her to stand up, but she wouldn't mean any difference. She knows. And we've gained a lot more than that, but certainly two daughter-in-laws and, of course, a lot of friends. Um, but... We just, we, we, you know, we stand on the shoulders of a lot of folks who've come before us, Brother Ray Hughes, Rick Duvall, Brother Fisher, and others who've been, been involved in this ministry. We stand on the shoulders of those folks today. And, uh, we, we pray that we will continue to in, endeavor in a direction that will honor God and honor those who've come before, especially the founders of our congregation. And so, uh, I want to just read you this. It's, people get tired of hearing it, but one day, a number of years, and this is where I'll, I'll finish. A number of years ago, the elders and I gathered. We sat right here on this, this stage right there, and we came up with this. We wanted to come up with something that would describe us. 
we didn't want to come up with a quote unquote mission statement. You know, sometimes you hear mission statements that are, well, that's, that's awfully cute, but it's not true. Or you do a mission statement, well, we're going to live up to that one day. We didn't want to do that. We came up with this, uh, and then we felt like it really, and it's twofold, we, it really described who we are. And the first part of it you'll see on the front page of your book. By the way, I had nothing to do with that picture, but that's a pretty woman on there, isn't there? Uh, right underneath it says, preparing God's people for the mission field of life. And this came out of, uh, we have been in the past and we still are involved in, in missions and foreign missions. And, uh, but we wanted to communicate at that time. We had a sign as you left the parking lot there, we had a sign that said, you are now entering the mission field. As soon as you left, and it's still true. Uh, and of course now we have, we stole the title of Ron Gray's book, Enter to Worship and Exit to Serve. But we wanted to communicate that the mission field is, it begins when you leave our parking lot. And it's not just in Mexico or the Philippines or Guatemala or any other places, Costa Rica. But we, we see our role as a congregation to prepare God's people for the mission field of life. And though, and then we came up with this acronym of REAP. And again, we weren't trying to be cute. We were trying to describe who we are and what we're about, and this is what we come up with. And, of course, you've been here a while. You've heard this, and it's on the wall, I think, out there, unless we removed it. Reaching out to the lost and unchurched of our community. Sometimes we forget the unchurched. Uh, we shouldn't stop going after the lost, but we should remember there are people who are unchurched, sometimes for good reasons. That's the R. E- equipping and discipling God's people to do the work of the ministry. We believe that every believer who has been born again by the Spirit of God is anointed and gifted to do the work of the ministry. And it's not relegated to the clergy, but everybody. So our role as leaders is to equip, and I as a congregation, is equip and disciple people to do that. And then we had to put in anointed praise and worship that exalts the Lord Jesus Christ and sets the captives free. Uh, the, uh, I think it was, I don't remember, somebody shared uh, Friday night at the men's gathering where, I think it was Jim, Jim Laverty shared, where the Bible talks about when David played the harp, the devil left Saul alone. There's power in music. There's power, there's anointing in music. And people will get set free, do get set free often just from music. Like somebody this morning, something clicked inside of you when you heard Lou singing. Anointed praise. And finally, practical demonstrations to one another of God's love toward us. Practical demonstrations. You, You know, you can't just say, I love you. That's no good, but do we practical demonstrations of to one another? Jesus said, "If you love one another, then they'll know you're my disciples." And, and implied in that statement is, if you don't love one another, they're not going to know you, my disciples. And he probably would have put P.S. And I don't want them to know if you're not going to love one another. And so we try to. This is we we set that in place. To describe who we are, not 
not just who we want to become. We obviously have to live up to this, but we're still working on it. And just, you know, that's why it's on the bulletin every week. You know, sometimes you, you put things on here and you want to change them, but we've decided that that is going to stay. And, and it's, it's just as true today as it was. I don't remember how many years ago it was that we came up with this statement. So thank you for being who you are. Thank you for being serious business, a group of people who are easy to pastor. And uh, thank you for responding to the word of God. I'm so thrilled that we have so many small groups that are active. I'm so thrilled that we have ladies groups and men's groups that are not just meeting together but are accomplishing things. And to watch people's lives being changed, which is the bottom line of God's economy, is that lives are changed. And so I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for everything that you guys do. And, uh, and, and I'm also grateful for some things you don't do. So anyway, we'll leave that alone. First lady, you want to say anything? I figured that. (laughs) So I'm going to dismiss this in prayer. And then Ann Mullins has got her hand up. Okay. Again, that's a fundraiser that we with the coffee. I'm going to pray, and then you're going to go out there and buy all of Lou's CDs and books. Uh, and then we're going to go to be dismissed to the back. Uh, can somebody let me know if it's okay to turn people loose now, or can you find out, Kevin? Um, and, we're, and we're going to have a fellowship meal together. I know some of you can't stay, and uh, we will. Uh, We will um, miss you and hate to see you go. But if you can stay, please. We have plenty of food. And if we don't have enough, I'll go get some more. But we, all right. We have plenty of food and and places for you to fellowship with one another. So stand with me. Lord Jesus, we thank you for you. We worship you today in everything that we are doing, everything we have done today. We declare it to be acts of worship to you from the, from the walking in here and dedicating ourselves to this time, to the singing of songs together and that exalt you, to the receiving of an offering of our resources, to, to listening to our sister sing your praises today with the anointing of your Holy Spirit. All of this we hand, we, we hand up to you as worship. Because you are worth our worship. We thank you for this congregation that you founded 36 years ago. We thank you that it's it's still here today. And that it's still intact and it's still doing the work of your kingdom. And I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice that we would have the wherewithal, the anointing, the grace, the strength, the wisdom, the revelation that we need to continue doing the work of your kingdom in the earth. Thank you for this day. I, I pray a special blessing on Lou as she continues out in her, in her endeavors, out into the, the fields that are white with harvest, that your anointing would rest on her in every way, Lord Jesus. And I thank you, and I pray in the name of Jesus. And everyone said... <laughs>